Yo, what is up, everybody? We are back with episode five of the Two Added Minutes podcast. We've got our first of the game week reviews. Game week one is now over. I'm here with Colin. We're going to break it all down. Colin, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's pretty good. It was a pretty wild game week. Definitely, definitely some fun games to watch. Yeah, it was a short break, really, but it felt a lot longer. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, we had our draft on Friday night, which was, I would say, definitely a success in terms of uh, logistics. It wasn't that long. I can't remember how long was it. It was like not even four hours, right? Maybe three hours? Mm, yeah, maybe even a little less than that, actually. Yeah. Maybe like two and a half. It was definitely like a, teams. It was a, record, a record short draft for us because it went pretty well. Yeah. And then we went right into games. I was up at 6 a.m. or whatever, uh, anxiously awaiting the Arsenal game and the Fulham game on uh, Saturday morning. And uh, <laughs> that ended in a 3-0 Arsenal win over Fulham, which was sort of expected, but it was definitely a pretty dominant performance by Arsenal. They had goals from Lacazette, Gabriel, and Aubameyang uh, to finish off the 3-0 win. It was really, you know, the first five or ten minutes were okay for Fulham. Um, but after conceding the goal, it sort of was always in Arsenal's hands. Yeah, it was um, pretty exciting. I think Arsenal will still have work to do. Um, but overall, I was pretty happy with it. It seems like Arteta definitely has them playing like a certain way, and it seems like the players know how to play how he wants. So hopefully that makes us more solid as a team, and uh, hopefully we can start actually being somewhat competitive so or somewhat consistent even <laughs> i always feel like arsenal is just like they i feel like they always ram bad teams and like struggling against good teams i don't know sometimes you disagree with me on that but like i don't know william yeah. william was mean, definitely like he was he was a he was a beast in this game i drafted him and he was a beast for me and um like but he sort of fits that mold of a player who i feel like is like really good against bad teams but like he doesn't really like stand up to the good teams quite as well I mean, you know, he, he's obviously a really good player, but um, I think, like, in terms of Arsenal, like, they just need to really prove it at that level. Yeah, I mean, I really underestimated Willian. Like, when we got him, I was, like, thinking he would be more of a depth player, experienced player, um, a player who's, like, won the Premier League and, and stuff like that. Um, I, I mean, I'd agree historically that Arsenal is a team that is more beating down the, the bad teams and... Uh, losing to the big teams um that's how like definitely the later part of the winger days was but i mean with arteta so far and hopefully it gets better like at the end of last season we beat um chelsea in the fa cup final liverpool in the community shield uh liver uh liverpool in the league as well and we beat city in the semi-final of the fa cup so um yeah it's just like a good string of results against good teams um i think having to do with maybe some of the factor that other managers don't know what arteta is about yet um but hopefully yeah. that continues and and hopefully we're able to be more consistent getting results against big teams for sure yeah i mean the defense really they didn't get a ton of great tests but and i don't think they will either next week we'll, we'll get into the future fixtures um for next week later but um i don't know it was definitely I don't know. It was it was a fun game for me to watch because William was involved in every goal, um, mm -hmm. but I, you know it was a pretty dominant performance. I thought Gabriel's header was just like inexcusably easy. Like the, the Fulham, we were talking about this. Like the yeah, Fulham but defense, it was fucking sick. It was sick, but like, and it was, especially because <laughs> it came off the foot of William. But like, we were talking about whether or not 
Tim Ream and Michael Hector are like the worst center back pairing in Europe. Uh, not in Europe, but like in like the big five leagues. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I mean, there's got to be shame. like a few worse, <laughs> maybe like at the bottom of like Ligoon or like Syria or something, but they were terrible. Yeah, well, Hector, I think, is just like a bona fide psychopath because he just like he would rush at balls and like rush out of defense. That's how um, like a Bamiang's goal was scored. He was like practically at the halfway line tra- tackling Lacazette, and then uh, it let William pick up the ball and pass it over to Bamiang. Um, but yeah, just like watching his face and stuff, and just like. He just had this big, like, psycho grin the whole time. <laughs> it's fucking nutty. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and, and he was Tim kind Ream of a nutcase. But then, like, yeah, against next to Tim Ream, he, like, looked like a little bit better of a footballer. But it was just not, you know, they're bad. They, they need to figure that out or make a signing or something because they, I think they just get shelled a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy the money they spent when they came into the Prem last time and they didn't really do much defensively. They did actually sign a right back from Lyon, um, but he didn't feature. So, But I don't think he's going to... I don't think he's... At right back, is going to be better than Odoi for sure. That's mm-hmm. also not hard to do. Um, but the center backs are still going to be pretty tragic, I think. Yeah, if you give up that header that, that Gabriel had, it's just going to be a long season. But I was asking Nick, like, at 1 a.m. the night before um, the fixture, or I guess the morning of the fixture, I was like, oh, you have anyone, like, in the game, in the Arsenal game in the morning? Like, you know, any reason to get up and watch that? And he was like, oh, yeah, I have uh, Joe Bryan and Mark Rodak, so it's going to be a good one. <laughs> of course, they just get <laughs> bossed. I think Rodak had, like, a yeah. terrible... He might have well, gone people got. but... I think people got duped on Joe Bryan because he scored those two goals that got them promoted and was like big, but everywhere I've seen, he's just like an average championship left back. So mm-hmm. um, I think he just had like a big moment in the, the playoff final to come up. So what is um Gabriel's like value going forward or like, you know, he had 25 point, 25 and a half points in our league. So with the goal and yeah. the clean sheet, I mean, there's still he's still got quite a few points other than the goal in the clean sheet, but you know what? What about like minutes and stuff going forward? Because pe- people probably look at him, at, you know, after that performance. Yeah, so he was our big signing of the summer, um, and he's definitely like he's like 22. He's definitely going to be our long term like center back for a long time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, I just the reason that I didn't talk about him much beforehand is because I honestly thought there was no chance he would get in right away it took so long to announce him and he had a quarantine coming over from france um for two weeks when he got here um and literally every source everywhere was not expecting him to play um we expected holding who played on the right to play in the middle and saliba who played a friendly um to play on the right instead um once the news that louise got injured came out Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so total surprise, but really exciting to see him in the lineup. Um, he had a sh- little bit of a shaky start. He had one back pass, but I think that's down to the fact that he just does not speak any English yet. So when you consider it was his first time playing with the team, um, he does not speak the language at all yet. Uh, I think it was a really good performance. Yeah, he'll be on um, the Yeah, so i assume that he's gonna just be in the defense now um you would think so i think if if he's available in your league then he's probably a good pickup Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and then I think people also were probably happy if they took a stab at Bellerin, who played in a very favorable position on the right-hand side mm-hmm. in that game. I think he picked up, uh, looks like, 11.5 points in our fantasy league, not involved in any goals or anything, So, although the clean sheet, too. So, um, But definitely good performance from him. And, you know, there was a lot of questions about fitness and whether or not he'd be playing a lot. So if he is, that's a great, great player to have. And I think whoever drafted him in our league got him at, a, like, a really good time. So they'll be happy with that. Yeah, they got him like right at the end, which could be pretty good value for sure. Yeah, that could be a lot of value. And then I guess on the Fulham side, Mitro came on. I I would uh, also note uh, Cabano um, played until the 63rd minute, got subbed off. He was sort of disappeared as it went on, but he definitely had quality in the first half. Um, and I was definitely excited about him. It was just the Fulham like really couldn't get anything going. Um, but against yeah. a more equal side, I, I'd be excited about Cabano producing a little bit. He probably didn't get drafted in a lot of leagues and probably shouldn't unless it's like a waiver spot at the end and you want to just pick him up for a game where he's playing like a team that <laughs> Fulham can like hang with. Um, but he, he looks pretty good. And then Mitro came on late um, due to some international games. And I guess he just looked like Mitro, but they just didn't have anything really going forward. So it still is a big question. Yeah. I don't think I'd pick up any of their players unless, like you said, it was like off waivers for like a game and then with right. the intention of dropping them. Um, yeah. I, just, I think they're one of the weaker teams by far. Yeah. If they can't get the ball, like Mitro's not a player that can play without it and he's probably their best player. So, um, you know, if you have Mitro, probably hang on to him, but he's definitely going to need to be a rotational forward. On yeah. He, he's a guy who can't like. He's not as much about making his own chances. He needs like the service into his like buff body and dome <laughs> to <laughs> get in the back of the net. So yeah, um, I see him struggling this season based on that game. Even though it was um, against Arsenal versus maybe another bottom half team. Yeah, I guess the bottom half team. It'll be more exciting to see what they what they are going to be. But if they can't perform against the bottom half team, then it might be straight back down for them. Yeah, to put it in perspective, their expected goals for the match was 0.13. So, Jesus. That's bad. Um, and is that the lowest so far? Yep, that was the lowest um, of be. any team. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that matches up with what I saw uh, while watching the game. Mm-hmm. And the next fixture of the day was Crystal Palace and Southampton. Uh, this was a 1-0 to Crystal Palace with a Wilfred Zaha goal assisted by Andrus Townsend. Um, I didn't catch a lot of this game, but it was, you know, there was the um, the red cards changed to yellow with the VAR in the 49th minute that I thought might give Southampton mm-hmm. a little pick, a little pick-me-up. But um, no, I, I, people were really excited about Southampton, but they sort of laid an egg on this one. Yeah, I think it's down to a couple things. So... So I think in the preseason pod I said how like Bednarek might not be with the team, but he did start. It was I think Wesley Hote that is not with the team anymore. So I just got them mixed up. Um, but he was actually Bednarek was subbed off at halftime just because he was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even like an injury or anything, I guess. That was um, bad, yeah. So that's got to be pretty sad. But Vestergaard came on who. I think actually did a lot, and I think he had a lot of points. Um, yeah, he lit it up in points. I'm trying to find him here, but yeah, he yeah, lit it and up. that's he's four percent owned. He got like 18 points in our system, um, which is about half of the best player. Um, Excluding and a lot, yeah, yeah, and he only played for a half. But 
I guess I'm concerned because, like, yeah, they only conceded one, but Crystal Palace is, like, notably one of the worst attacks, um, especially where in this game they didn't have Eze on until, like, later. Um, so, yeah, just pretty concerning. And, and I think maybe they're feeling the loss of, like, Hoiberg more than I expected. Um, Romeo had been in the team for a long time, so I thought he would at least carry the defensive work, but he was pretty bad as well. Um so yeah, kind of kind of concerning. Uh, I I would probably not be looking to pick up any Southampton players for now. Yeah, I think Kyle Walker Peters was their only kind of bright player. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember what Denny Angs did, but he didn't look great, and Shea Adams did not have a good game. Um, yeah, neither did Nathan Redmond. Angs is they someone producing. Yeah, Angs is someone who is always gonna be more likely to have a a worse season than last year anyway. Just like just on like stats principles or whatever yeah um so yeah but he didn't get much going either um but it's kind of interesting because obviously he's picked first in a lot or not first but like early like first two rounds and a lot of drafts based on him almost getting a shot at the golden boot last season right um so it's kind of better for people who didn't get him that early because might be kind of a, a wasted pick or, or something yeah Zaha had the goal but he wasn't he wasn't that impressive it was a really nice goal but um you know yeah, I, nice. I think point points wise he didn't do really great like he wasn't doing a lot off the ball um the big name probably was Townsend who did not get drafted in our league and probably didn't in a lot of leagues um he's not an exciting player in terms of new talent but he definitely is a pretty consistent producer throughout the years um i'm you know i have a strong feeling he'll get picked up in our league off waivers uh tomorrow morning but um he put up almost 30 points so was that sixth in the league yeah it won't be me picking him up (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) that cross sandwich with his right foot which i'm pretty sure he only has a left foot so i feel like that was like a one in a million obviously he's better than that but um i think really Crystal Palace's man of the match has got to be Guaita for sure. Yeah, he was sick. Um, second highest goalie in our league. Uh, he had that save like right at the end to save the clean sheet. That was like an amazing save. Right. Yeah. Um, sort of going back across goal the other way and and stopping a, a close range effort. So, um, yeah, I, I'm. I actually ended up that ended up being the keeper. I ended up drafting. Um, just what was available at the time there was no like master stroke genius decision there but um <laughs> worked worked out for me this week yeah i feel like this is a perfect game for someone like him like on crystal palace it, it, versus yeah. southampton like it's going to be a very even game southampton got quite a few shots i think and you know he just he stopped him like he he had a good game um yeah and palace have a lot of defenders injured right now like they're playing kuyate and center back who's always been like a mid uh defensive midfielder um joel ward who's like i don't know never been good really so (laughs) they should be getting some defenders back and um hopefully better in that way and this is sort of like how they'll be is one nil unless i guess as they really sparks the side they also did sign batch so maybe their attack will get more exciting yeah, I know that whoever had, you know, uh, I think Nick had both of them. Etse was definitely really promising. Like, he didn't play many minutes, but he actually put up some points. Um, 
I was just looking at Scott Dan because I was you were talking about the defense, and I always thought he was like way older than he was because he looks wicked old, but he's only thirty three. So that guy must have a yeah. rough life. I don't know. He looks wicked old. <laughs> um. Yeah, I always thought he was thirty. I every year I think he's like at least thirty three <laughs> for like the last five years. <laughs> yeah, he's not a. I mean, he got the clean sheet. So. All right, and then the next game of the uh of the day was definitely the most exciting. Uh, Liverpool and Leeds heading off. Uh, Liverpool sneaking away with a 4-3 win that they did not deserve, in my opinion. Um, I was really excited by Leeds. I hear Colin's going to play bad cop on this, but I'm playing good cop. I loved Leeds. Like, they were so <laughs> fun to watch. Um, but they went down 4-3. Liverpool's goals were a Salah penalty, Virgil van Dijk, Mo Salah again, and Mo Salah again on a penalty. Um, so two yep. penalties. The hat-trick for Salah toasted whoever played him in our league. Um, the Leeds goals were Jack Harrison, Patrick Bamford, and Click. Um, so all names that we were talking about Leeds, uh, four Leeds going uh, before the season. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I think they'll be good against like bad teams. Normally, I don't think. Well, I, I mean, they sh- might always be able to hurt people, but this is what's going to be surprising. So, you know, I said Fulham had the lowest expected goals at point one three. Leeds had the second lowest at 0.27 expected goals. Yeah. If, so the ch- if you look the at Ellison's points, like he was like negative two point something. Like Leeds basically yeah, either didn't he, shoot or scored. So it doesn't surprise he had like me. Like no save, right? He had like I think one save literally. Um, and so it doesn't surprise me that they were the second lowest goals expected. Yeah, and so yeah, their chances. I mean. The was it the Bamford chance that was like he just mugged off Van Dyke or whatever? Mm. Um, so a Van Dyke mistake, which is rare. Um, I was playing Van Dyke. I was really excited about the error led to goal that he racked up there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Harrison's the pass from Phillips for uh, Harrison's goal was insane. Mm. Um, so they were just really like low probability chances um that they definitely won't be able to rely on yeah um yeah it was interesting like i agree that they definitely were slotting home chances that are not going to fall every game um but they did just like seem to have like a like a great energy like they were everywhere especially jack harrison like that dude has a motor he was everywhere i was really impressed with that yeah, but I mean, it, for teams that rely on that, this season is going to be tougher because the schedule is going to be a bit more rigorous, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, they might be able to keep it up, but it might be tough too. So, yeah, I mean, they played a good Liverpool side. Like they played, a, like I'm looking at the list, like none of them cracked like the top 15 or so in our league in points. Click was top with. 22 points jack harrison right behind him with 21 so like they you know it was kind of all over the place in terms of their production um so like in terms of fantasy i think there's a lot of great players you could look at um because like i don't like they played this well against liverpool like you can't say that they played fulham um yeah i just think liverpool um i just think also part of it and again not to take credit from leeds for almost getting the result but I like Liverpool didn't did not look at their best at all. That's for sure. No. Um, the other thing they didn't start Fabinho, who's usually there in the midfield that might have helped them. Um, he came on later though, and actually got me like a decent amount of points considering how late he came on. Um, 
but yeah it's I expect Liverpool will only get better, and I wouldn't have. And Van Dyke isn't going to make those mistakes. Although, it's interesting because I, I refer to Arsenal beating Liverpool um, towards the end of the season, just like a month ago, and the two goals were from an Allison like ridiculous mistake and another Van Dyke ridiculous mistake. So maybe you can uh, get at them that way. Yeah, I mean, I just think they were everywhere, and like. I, I think it's a tough team to play. Like, Liverpool definitely got, like, punched in the face. Like, not ready for that game. And, you know, I don't think they were at their best. I agree with that. Um, but, like, Leeds had 51% of the ball. They really struggled to, like, mm-hmm. produce shots, though. And that's something that I think they'll yeah. focus on. Um, so well, Trent had a pretty disappointing game, too. I mean, he's coming back from playing with England and stuff. So, yeah, uh, other players are as well, to be fair. But, like, Phillips actually was on the team too but um yeah, yeah I, w- so. I, I, I would be pretty depressed if i picked up trent in the first round and then had that game out of him but you know he'll get better i think and um yeah i mean my takeaway was that f- from that game was that just like i feel for bielsa i think he's a great manager like i was really happy watching him manage but i felt bad for him at the end mm-hmm. yeah. and um all right so the final game of the of the day was west ham and newcastle newcastle with the 2-0 victory off of, um, let's see who scored their goals. Callum Wilson had the first goal, and Jeff Hendrick, uh, the mighty hero, had the second goal. He had an amazing <laughs> game week. He was, what, third, four, fourth in our league in scoring with 34 points. Um, yeah, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, assist and a goal, and he sort of just like, I don't know, he was everywhere. He was doing it all. Yeah, um, I don't, we didn't really see this game or not much of it, but. Yeah, we um, we left to play actual soccer at, at halftime or so. So. Yeah, um, but looking at stats, it looks like it was a deserved win. So Newcastle one point six six expected goals versus um, point eight six for West Ham. So could have ended in a draw, like a one one would have been close on the stats or two one. Um, so. But it looks like solid performances all around. I still, they're both teams. Well, Newcastle is definitely a team that I would want to wait and see more from them just to see what they're like, just knowing how Steve Bruce plays. Um, The first part that we watched was pretty tough to watch, I think. Um, Oh, yeah. And then West Ham, I am just terrified of in the sense that I don't want to go near them until. Um, there's some more like assuredness of what they're doing. Um, yeah, I would have say like, I don't know. I have Antonio and I know Fabianski is like usually a really good keeper in fantasy. He didn't have a good week this week. Like didn't get enough saves. Antonio is just mm-hmm. like, meh, like not great. Jared Bowen, people were excited about. He was terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd, I would definitely steer clear of West Ham and maybe look to drop players that you picked up who you thought were going to be better. They're just like, I don't know. They could they could be in a Fulham situation. Um, I don't know. They just play like shit. I, there's not much more to say about them. I mean, if you have their players, then it better be Antonio or like maybe Suchik. I think you could take Fabianski still. Um, yeah, no, agreed, yeah. I I see no reason he would like be bad the whole season. Um, he's always been consistent, so... Um, but it would be kind of scary. Is his save performance going to outweigh the goals conceded due to errors from like the rest of the team? Mm. Um, hard to say. 
Yeah, no one from this game really stood out. Like, I'm just scrolling through all of our rankings, and, like, nobody from this game is really that good, like, in terms of points. Uh, I guess Callum Wilson was the best. Um, ASM seemed to have a good game, but in fa- it didn't really translate to fantasy for whatever reason in our game. I guess he probably just, like, was doing a lot of dribbles that kind of made me think he was doing better than he was, but I think he had, like, less than 10 points. Um, but obviously he's a good choice going forward. And then uh, Ryan Frazier was yet to debut, so. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I think that was, that was something I heard beforehand, so I didn't want to draft him, and I think he went, like, last round or something. Um, but, yeah, he it was apparent he wasn't going to start because he just hasn't been fit. I think he, he, like, he wanted to be signed by a big club, so he, like, didn't play the last x number of games for bournemouth because he just was like didn't want to get injured or something in a game so maybe contributed to them getting relegated by doing that too so a lot of people are not too happy with him but Mm -hmm. yeah i um, think that's definitely not in a rush to get newcastle players either because yeah that game was you know it didn't really make me nobody really moved uh the needle up in that game for me if anything people just dropped down a little bit um yeah yeah i think that's probably enough said about that one the first game on sunday was leicester and west brom uh leicester picking up a 3-0 victory off of goals from castagne and two jamie vardy penalties so i guess more of the same from leicester like a pretty good performance um west brom they were good at times like i was a little bit excited about them um they certainly were a lot better than fulham i can say that uh they looked a lot more exciting than fulham but just didn't have enough yeah, I mean, I still I think they're pretty bad, but yeah, I guess I'd agree on the Fulham piece. Um, good to see Kieran Gibbs back in the league. <laughs> yeah, really great. Like, really made me happy to get up <laughs> on Sunday morning and watch that, watch him play. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm still definitely staying away from any West Brom players. I think it just comes down to um, the issue that Palace have had that maybe they won't now um they just don't have a goal scorer i think it's interesting they started uh cal rob as they call him callum robinson um who they i believe signed permanent but maybe on loan from sheffield united um and he he started for sheffield united last year in the beginning of the season i remember a ton of people had him in fantasy because um in like the main game because he was cheap and was like gonna be the real deal and stuff um, and he was terrible, so I don't know why they thought it would be different for them at West Brom. Um, <laughs> I guess they have no better options. They ended up bringing on uh, Hal Robson Kano later. Um, but yeah, just no goal scorer. It just doesn't even make players like Pereira or Diangana attractive to me, um, who are likely have been drafted in most leagues. Yeah, they... They are a team that I picked to to stay up, and I, I I'm gonna stick with that. But in terms of fantasy, like nobody stands out. Like everybody's pretty much the same. Like you know, if they can figure out a good team system, they might be able to stay up. But like Pereira and Diangana, I don't know. I drafted Diangana, and he's probably gonna hit the waivers just because, like you know, I I can pretty much justify putting him on waivers um, without being too sad if he like shows up because. I don't think he'll be like super consistent throughout the year, even if he does have a few good game weeks, which I'm sure he will. Um, but without like a good target man up there, it's just going to be an uphill battle for them to score goals. Yeah. 
but yeah castania was surprising um being that good because i know he was bought more as like a rotation player like he won't start over ricardo Pereira when he's back um so yeah. he, he did pretty well and obviously got the goal um Iose, tragic as always don't know why he plays ever but <laughs> Dude, yeah he sucks uh, but Madison made a return to fitness as well, which I think is worth noting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he should be big for them. That would be good. It was last year at least. Yep. And then James Justin was kind of the name for me on Leicester. That kind of he was sick. Like he scored twenty four points in our league, and he's on waivers. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll keep it up, but definitely yeah. a great game from him. Harvey Barnes also played pretty well. Tielemans was fine, um, and then Jamie Vardy was bad unless he scored those penalties, which he did. In terms of fantasy yeah. potential, at least, you know, I'm not, I'm never gonna mug Vardy off because because he's great. But in terms yeah, of fantasy sure. points, he wasn't. Yeah, I knew. I knew James Justin would start, although uh, I had also heard Christian Fuchs was getting back to fitness, but he's sort of been phased out the last season or so. So I think James Justin will be a player there for a while. Um, at left back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's probably worth the pickup. I just um, and like players like Soyuncu are good. Obviously, Schmeichel's pretty good. I just um, am a bit hesitant on their defense because I think that West Brom and Fulham are both like the worst teams in the league. Um, and maybe put in like say West Ham or something. I I don't know. Uh, kind of too early to to know for sure, but. Um, I just want to see Lester tested before I buy into their defense, but obviously at that point it'll be too late. So I guess if you have an extra spot that you don't mind dropping, that you want to grab a player like James Justin, if you weren't aware of him beforehand, um, and he's available in your league, he's could be a good good option. Yeah, it's sort of like they are gonna do pretty well against bottom half teams, I think. Um, but against top half, I don't think it's really a top half ready defense at this point. Um, mm-hmm. but you never know. They could be pretty explosive too, um, in the front and sort of and win the game like that. And then the other notable player for me was Pryat, who had 21 points. Um, I think he picked up an assist, and he was he was really good. Yeah, I thought he played well. I just I'm kind of interested in him too, but uh, with Madison coming back on, there's like no way Madison doesn't have a starting spot in this team. Um, so I don't know who, like, I think they keep Mendy in defensive midfield or in DD if, uh, say like Johnny Evans, when he gets fit to play center back. Um, so you'd love to see them like figure out a way to drop Perez for Pryat and Madison. Yeah. But I don't know if they can do that. Yeah. You could maybe do like a, yeah, I don't really know. Have to swap you could be like a, a diamond with Barnes and Vardy up top, maybe, but then you'd probably play uh, Kalechi, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you would think that either Pride or Telemans, who are both solid players, would get dropped from Madison, but I don't really know which one. Um, yeah. And, and I think the way they play, like, it's going to be Barnes on a wing with, like, Perez or someone, mm-hmm. someone like that, so um yeah we can't really say which which one yeah i think uh, i'm excited about lester i think they'll have a good year obviously 
we can't really make anything of this first game. So uh, saying that is just the same mm-hmm. as saying it before this first game. Like this was a game. Yeah, I it, to win. it's sort of it's sort of the Arsenal Fulham thing, right. um, where it it tells you some stuff about Arsenal, but not a ton. Um, I'd say the same for Leicester. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that pretty much is good for that. And then we could probably skip the next game, right? I don't really want to talk about Spurs and Everton <laughs> I at don't all. Know, it was- possibly my favorite or second favorite <laughs> i mean I'll, I'll take you can say that the result was favored but this game was absolutely boring it was tough what? i did not enjoy this game i mean i guess i was just I watching mean, it from one way Spurs but... fan, yeah i'll tell you man and this is not even um this is not even like obvious my obvious bias or whatever but everton was actually really fun just because it was just a really refreshing um, kind of performance from them. All three of their midfield signings started. Um, Richarlison looked super dangerous, obviously missing all those chances he had. Um, but for me, like, Allen was immense in the midfield. Uh, Digne was still really good. Uh, Ducore had a good game as well. And then, obviously, James was amazing. Um, yeah, I guess I, I got I, him. I, did, I really didn't notice. <laughs> I was more watching like how bad Spurs were, but I guess yeah. In retrospect, yeah. like I don't know. I wouldn't say that they were like amazing, but like like James, like I didn't notice him that much. Like he definitely had really quality moments on the ball, but he wasn't like everywhere. Like like in in the same way, I noticed Jack Harrison in the Leeds game. Like James was good. Yeah, but... I mean, he's less mobile for sure, but he was still getting some tackles and, and being defensive, which is I think something he doesn't usually do. Um, the big thing in the stat that I see thrown everywhere is that he uh, created five chances, which uh, for us is five key passes, which is the most of any player in the league since um, Alexis Sanchez debuted for Arsenal in 2014. Um, so pretty significant. <laughs> but I mean, you can't just because it, it was Spurs they played. You can't really ignore it. I I think. Um, oh no, I me- I meant the Arsenal 2014 reference. But okay, yeah. How many? Oh was yeah. Good? <laughs> well, that's not a stat. I, trust me, I would not have just like pulled that stat out if if I didn't see it everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, he was really good. Um, he had that a lot of those diagonal passes over to Richarlison. I was watching that looked pretty dangerous. Um. And then Ducore was pretty good. But for me, like, I thought Allen was everywhere, um, all over the midfield. Um, yeah. Which I, doesn't translate to fantasy as much, maybe, but... Yeah, he, um, he actually didn't have a great game of fantasy. I forget how many points he had, but he's not, like, top of the top. Let me see if I can find him. Yeah, I can't yeah. immediately find him, so he didn't have a great game uh, in terms of fantasy points. But, yeah, he, he was good. In terms of James, he was third in Everton and scoring for fantasy. Dina and Richarlison in front of him richarlison is just a stunning name to see at the top of their points like i thought he was bad like i i I think i just noticed the points where he was like giving the ball away but he seemed bad like somehow he got 27 points but i think i think it comes down to like he missed a like i think he missed his chances and some that he should have put away for sure um i keep seeing the video of one of his early chances that was like an open goal but he stumbled and didn't put it in oh yeah Um, but i think the the fact that he was getting that many chances um and that many shots and that sort of stuff is uh a testament in my my mind but yeah yeah but Yeah. yeah that's why his um his points went up like that and then dinier was was really good so that's another interesting thing it seems like 
from the right side of the field, like corners and stuff, Hamas is taking them. They're both left-footed. Mm-hmm. And then from the left side of the field, Dini is, and he's the one who, who put in the ball for for Dominic Calvert-Lewin to, uh, to put in. That was a banging header, I will say. I, I do have DCL, but that was a banging header. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, considering how the game went, it's a bit surprising that that's how Everton scored, I guess. Um, yeah. Off I a mean, set piece like that. But, um, I mean, I think that a goal was definitely deserved, so. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that because I thought Spurs were abysmal. Um, just, like, no creativity, like, just really boring to watch. Like I said, like, I guess I must have not noticed Everton doing well um, because Spurs just really bored me. It, it was frustrating to watch. Um, Darty like, had the one good chance of the match and just kind of scuffed it. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, it was a pretty good save for Pickford. I, it was actually, a good save. It was a good save. Before we go on to Spurs real quick, I will say Pickford was the highest scoring keeper in our league. Um, and yeah, yep. that save was was pretty immense. Um, which Pickford, I always kind of think has been overrated in the league. Um, I think he's been overrated based on how well he's played for England, which I think is a pretty popular take. Um, but he was really good in that game. Yeah, yeah, he was he was definitely a bright spot in terms of fantasy um, for keepers because a lot of keepers had bad weeks this week um, for whatever reason. Mm. But yeah, Spurs were Let's... Spurs looked uninspired in general. Yeah, I mean, I think we should talk about them because they're obviously a top six side. Um, do you think they had a bad game, or do you think there's like a bigger problem? I don't know. I, I, I tend to think there's like a bigger problem because I, like if they had a bad game, I would have expected it to just like look a little differently. Um, like Hoiberg didn't have a great game. I I don't know. I, I would like to see what would happen if like Los Celso came in and started over Deli Alley. I think they got worse after halftime yeah. when Deli Alley came off. Not that Deli had, Alley had a good... I mean, he was okay in the first half. Um they did get worse in the second half, but I, I don't know. I'd like to see a little more there. Lucas Moura was bad. I'd love to see Bergwijn start over him. Um, yeah, well, he brought on Sissoko for Delhi, which is kind of weird to me. Um, yeah, that was weird. Because I think Sissoko is a bit better all round than Delhi, like, but not better at attacking. Like, he, he's better at the defensive stuff, for example. That's what I mean by all round. Um, whereas Delhi's more focused on attacking, which they needed to do. Yeah, and then, um, and then it was like the opposite swap in the 60th minute. They brought on Bergwijn for Winks, um, and then Sissoko mm-hmm. kind of dropped back. But I don't know. I, I didn't love the substitutions. Um, Dombele came on for yeah. Doherty in the 76th minute. I I, I don't know. Um, yeah, and with Sissoko, I thought I saw him looking like he was like playing right back kind of once yeah. Dombele came on, which is weird. I was just surprised that... Um, I was surprised, honestly, that like Harry Winks started the game because I thought with Hoiberg it would be because before it was what like Winks and Sissoko in the pivot, so I thought it would be Hoiberg and Sissoko. But I'd like to see that. I mean, or, I don't rate Harry Winks at all. <laughs> I'd like to see so. like Hoiberg in the pivot with like Sissoko maybe like floating a little bit higher, um, or like or reverse that. But like having yeah, Harry Winks was a bit of a surprise to me too. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping that Lasso like gets fit and plays, but that's not a given. I mean, they'll probably rotate quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. But like, who knows what's in Mourinho's head somewhere deep in yeah, there? Yeah, well, Mur- 
Mourinho doesn't really like to rotate. The last time he won the league, I remember with Chelsea, um, their team was like the least rotated in the league, and he just like always trusted like Ivanovic and Aspil and Terry and Cahill every game, and like mm. yeah, just the same. Yeah, and Spurs like aren't traditionally like in the past few years a team that rotated very much. Um, yeah, but they have. I don't know. They'll have to try something because that was a very uninspired game. And like typically with a Mourinho team, like that's the last thing you expect. Like you maybe expect them to, like you wouldn't be surprised if they lost, but you would be very surprised if they looked like they weren't um, giving it a hundred percent or like very inspired. Um, so that so that's why yeah. I sort of think that it wasn't just a bad game, and maybe there's like a bigger concern. But like also, I'm not going to buy into the fact that like there's any sort of actual emotional concern in the club. Like it was probably just a bad mm-hmm. game. Yeah, um, and and I think it was a bad game, and I think Everton played well, and and also people just, I don't think teams, whoever played them first isn't gonna know what to expect from a whole new midfield because they just had such a terrible midfield uh, last season, and it's all new with all quality players. So mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I just don't think that like there was a tactical change that could have been made to win this game. Like I think this game was mm-hmm. lost from the start. Um, yeah, so I I actually drafted uh, both Davis and Alderweireld um, just because I wanted to believe in Mourinho's uh, defensive emphasis. Yeah, I mean, like um, you said, but, Everton probably they scored like a weird way to score for them. Like like maybe they were okay defensively. It's just like in, in fact, mm-hmm. it was just like one set piece that got them. It was a really good ball, so and a good finish. Yeah. Um, yeah i mean chances were made but yeah right. um but yeah davis actually outscored even doherty with the shot on target um i know he played less minutes but yeah he'll, uh, he'll had be like quality, 11 points which is which is decent because I, I expected him to be the one who who stays back more but he actually had two key passes um which is not too bad so yeah and then i think my final note was that like sun looked like I don't know. He looked uneasy. Like he, he didn't really always look like he was in where he wanted to be. Um, mm-hmm. So I was a little concerned with Sun. Like I, I didn't see him doing like Sun things. Um, yeah, that's weird because he usually plays there on the left, right? Like, no, yeah, yeah, top. yeah. He was in he was in like the same position and everything. But you know, it, like his runs were like a little bit more hesitant. Um, mm. It was like a little maybe bit he didn't on the know. Ball. Maybe he wasn't sure how like Hoiberg was going to pass or something from the behind him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully they'll settle in, but um, yeah, not not a great performance from them at all. Mm. All right. Well, that brings us to okay. today. Uh, two two fixtures on the list today. The first was Sheffield United. Um, they were blanked by Wolves two nil off of a third minute and a sixth minute goal from Jimenez and Roman Sice. Roman Sice was a beast. I was yeah. Like I was impressed. I was impressed with a lot of Wolves I players guess... actually, though. Yeah, I mean, I know Sice. I'd heard he'd been doing well um, at left center back, uh, so that's why the Marcel signing was even more confusing, especially when I expected... I thought Vinagre was supposed to be pretty good too, but he's the yep, one who ended up getting him, dropped for play. Marcel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so I wonder if he is going to be sold or something um, with Marcel kind of covering till Johnny gets back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess what I was... I mean, I did expect Sheffield to go down in that way, but um, I did expect them to not be as good defensively last year just because last year they had an insane year. I think 
last season they conceded like 13 less goals than they were expected which is like the largest gap to that like metric in the in the league so um sort of shows they were maybe overperforming a bit defensively um so yeah i i would expect them to lose to wolves too who are only gonna get better really um but yeah i didn't expect it to go that way <laughs> that fast i thought yeah it was like uh, of course like third and six minute goals are just like kind of an anomaly but i did think that like throughout the game sheffield grew into it and like i thought it was actually a really close game for the rest of the game um like I was, I was impressed with Sheffield. Like I think they played well. I was more impressed with Wolves, of course, because they pulled off the win. And like I think pretty much everyone on that team had a good game. Um, like they played yeah. really well. But I, I did think I liked what I saw from Sheffield going forward. And that Wolves are a team. My that's boy like, Fleck hit it off. Yeah, my boy Fleck hit it off the post. Off the post. I think I Lund- Lundstrom also kind of bottled the chance at some point. I think. Um, mm-hmm. McBurney also hit the post. I think. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so they were okay i mean wolves were really good though um daniel potence with the assist which i like to see as i drafted him um Mm -hmm. although i yeah he he got quite a few points i think uh like 19 or so points in our in our scoring um it's pretty good i didn't think he was like i don't know i wasn't impressed after that because he actually racked those points up like really fast and then kind of didn't do anything for the rest of the game um yeah but but impressed that he started like he, he's definitely someone to look at if he maybe didn't get drafted in your league or something like that. Um, yeah, I was more surprised that uh, Pedro Neto started over like Diogo Jota, but maybe that's because Potence and Jota both are more playing on the left side. Um, not sure. But yeah. I thought Neto looked pretty okay. Had the assist for the second goal. Yeah, Neto was good, but Raul Jimenez was like a beast too. He was really good. Um, yeah, he he's. I mean, he's just class. Yeah. Um, and like you can see like a couple times he brought the ball down with like amazing touches and i was like i never watched him that closely to notice like that level of quality i always thought he was just like a great finisher mm-hmm. um but the goal he scored too the way he like connected with it for that was um yeah he was really yeah, good. yeah it's just cl- it's just class yeah willie bali was good in the defense and then i think people who drafted triore early uh, were disappointed in the first half to see him where he was playing, where we thought he might regress to. But then in the second half, he he bumped up forward and like had some good chances and was like yeah, sort of he helping. On, uh, Oscar Burr. Yeah, he, it was his debut, I think. Um, to play, yeah, right wing back. And it, but Adama was he was sort of important for them in the second half to just like get the ball forward and like win a corner or like get a cheap corner win, um, mm-hmm. and just like get the ball out of their half and just use some pace and strength. Um, so that definitely helped them yeah. kind of, you know, push back on any pressure they got from Sheffield. Um, I think I'd be all over Adama if he was a mid in the game, but as a forward, I feel like if he's going to continue at right wing back for the majority of games, um, I'm sort of happy he's not taking up a forward spot for my team. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre, um, like to have a a wing back playing, you know, class as a forward. Like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get how it happened. Cause he he did play wing back predominantly for them, right? And then last season was when he really moved up. So then they moved him up. But mm-hmm. um, the other thing from this game I wanted to mention was um, when I was talking about sort of expecting Sheffield to regress defensively a bit. Um, I think that I got an answer to like the question I was asking about ramsdale versus dean henderson um because i I saw a lot of things that looked like he might have been able to like save the second goal so i wonder if he's just like 
maybe a clear downgrade from Henderson, and that might hurt them in the long run as well. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, so that, that's interesting. That's... I, didn't, I didn't think of that. I forgot about that that goal that they lost Henderson. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely that definitely hurt them. But I did think they had quite a, they had they had some some going forward in the second half. Um, I think they matched Wolves eventually in the match, but um, you know, they just got kind of unlucky in the beginning with some class from Wolves. Yeah. And then moving on to the final game of the week, Brighton and Chelsea. This was another frustrating game for me to watch. Um, <laughs> Chelsea with a three-one win. This was the one that polished off my loss in fantasy in the first week. And also, more importantly, I thought Brighton deserved to at least get a point out of this one. Um, but Chelsea yeah. had Jordan Junior with a penalty. Uh, Reese James and Kurt Zuma also scored. And the Brighton goal was from Trossard, who was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, just to bring in the expected goals for this was 1.27 for Chelsea to 1.44 for Brighton. Damn. Um, but a penalty expected goal is like 0.8 or point something like 0.8 so if you take that off chelsea's they're down to like 0.57 or something like that mm-hmm. um so yeah pretty harsh on brighton they also dominated possession for most of the game or it yep. felt like that um yeah and then like reese james goal was like a wonder goal zuma's goal was pretty wild too trossard's goal um, was also really good yeah and that (laughs) i think well i mean wild in the sense that like unlikely to be scored you know Um, yeah i guess i mean i I think that from where trossard shot and like the trajectory of it was unlikely but then also kipa had a terrible like game like well he's just always terrible (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so let me look so i just wanted to look at the chances because I'm sure Trossard's was pretty unlikely, but yeah, I'm sure the instructions to the to the players on um, Brighton were just like, if you have an opening at goal, just shoot because uh, Kepa sucks. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I guess they are gonna sign their keeper. Um, it sounds like pretty soon, so that will go right away probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Dunk almost scored a header too. Yeah. Um, but I think, I mean, Chelsea just, they definitely were the worst team on the night, even though they won. Um, but to their credit, they probably haven't really played together much. Um, and that's only going to get more pronounced when they, their other, even newer players get into the side. Uh, Loftus Cheek hasn't played with the team forever, and he started too, even though he is a Chelsea player. So yeah, people were disappointed to not see Hudson Odoi start. I know on on Chelsea Twitter. Yeah, it would have been nice to have Kai in the middle, maybe, and yeah, uh, Hudson Odoi out wide. Kai was disappointing for me. I didn't think he was very good. Yeah, he was he was not very good. But I I want to I'd give him more time before I make that judgment. Um, if you drafted him probably uh definitely hold on to him i I think that you don't have enough information and the chelsea side isn't um isn't too coherent yet to really warrant dropping him or trading him or whatever yeah not a good time to trade him even if you wanted to but um i thought timo Werner had like a pretty good game like a good debut Mm -hmm. yeah he actually looked really good um especially early in the game he was like 
running everywhere, a lot of offsides. Uh, I guess is is his game is to try to beat like offsides and get in behind. Um, mm. And I thought he did look very dangerous. Uh, so yeah, agreed. And I think once they get Pulisic back, um, that'll only get better. I, I mean, some out was okay, but um, it would be nice. To yeah, Werner won the too. penalty too, right? He did win the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty good. And then, but by far the most impressive player for me in this game and in the whole game week. Oh, it's close, but I, I'm going to give it to Lamptey, and I think you thought the same thing. He was amazing in this game. Yeah, he was sick. <laughs> he was a stud. Yeah, he's he's a player I knew about, and I wanted to just grab toward the end of the draft because I didn't think many people knew about him. Um, Someone snagged But him, unfortunately, like I think he got auto-drafted or something. No, Chris McCarthy um, took him, and he knew what he was doing. Like, he took him at a perfect spot i think because i was going to take him probably next round after him oh yeah i think i was looking at him the same round but yeah he just looked amazing there's so many funny gifs of him just like ruining alonzo's life too Dude, already fuck alonzo <laughs> he was just abysmal i was i loved watching lamptey yeah. against alonzo lamptey was just like i mean a stud i, I mean he was i beast. think between reese james who's been solid for them um especially when they've been playing in 3-4-3, which they didn't today. Um, I think Alonso would get dropped first and ask Piliqueta would play left well, back. Well, I should until, goddamn hope so because they drafted Piliqueta. Yeah, I mean, as Piliqueta will always play, so even when Chowell comes in at left back, I think as Piliqueta will be at right back. So Let's hope so because um, I'll be depressed yeah. if not. But I thought it was, yeah, <laughs> Mason, I mean, Mark, Marcus Alonso should not, should not be playing uh, despite how... He used to be really good in fantasy. Um, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. I wish Reese James had not as good of a game so that SP would be a better slot in there, but maybe they like him a lot, and they probably should. But Yeah, I trust SP to get inside as soon as he's fit. He just obviously wasn't quite ready to start today uh, from a fitness standpoint. Yeah, and then Adam, uh, Adam Alana had a classic Adam Alana move in the 45th minute, and mm-hmm. goodbye. Glad to see him go. We'll it's see him boring later. as always to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. Trossard then slotted. Uh, I think more at like Cam or wherever. Trossard was, was really good then... for me. He was he had twenty three and a half points, but he was, yeah. he was really good. He was one I flirted with drafting. Um, obviously didn't want to take him too early, and I think someone ended up with him like late on that I couldn't get him. Eighty percent drafted though, or owned rather. Um, yeah, so definitely pick him up if you don't have if. Um... He's not drafted nearly. Yeah. Lilana, 82% owned. That has to be just from, like, name recognition, I would guess. Yeah, if you're not dropping Lilana to get Trossard, if that's a potential in your league, <laughs> then you should be doing that. Like, to, like pause this and go do that. Because um, he was really good. I was impressed with him. Him and Lapti were both good. Yeah. I, Brighton overall were, like, just really good. Yeah, they looked very... Um... Well-organized. Solly March, I'll yeah, they look... too. He was really good. Yeah, they looked like they knew how to play together. Um, they looked just so much more coherent than Chelsea, obviously, who, uh, again, some of them, their first time playing together. So, yeah, um, it's just like, still yeah. want to wait on that. I see Chelsea and I see a team of just like dollar signs. And I saw Brighton and I saw like <laughs> a team of like guys that just wanted to play for each other. And it was just absolutely freaking depressing to watch them lose 3 1. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think like. Werner will no matter what i think he'll get a bundle of goals he will yeah for sure yeah um the other shout i guess i'll give for brighton since they looked very positive from like 
in terms of like they were attacking um Connolly who had started uh, a bit actually isn't he the one you're not gonna like me saying this but I'm pretty sure he's the one who scored those two goals against Spurs when they beat Spurs like last season or the one before rings a bell um, but I probably blacked out I don't remember who scored the Everton goal already <laughs> just like to block that out yeah Connolly Connolly had subbed on that game that was it might have even been his debut and scored like two against Spurs or something I don't know but anyways he, he had started plenty of league games since um and now if uh Lallana's injured I could see Trossard going and playing that role oh, I and hope so. Connolly maybe starting up top with Mape. so mm-hmm. uh if, if he's not owned he might be a decent pickup yeah that's true yeah, I was really happy with Brighton. They were like fun to watch. Um, Chelsea, like they're probably they'll probably continue to get better and better. But you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do what the Peacock announcers do and just constantly say like, oh, they need to keep gelling. Like they need some games together. Oh, it's tough <laughs> to come into from a different league. Like, yeah, that's pretty obvious. But Werner, yeah. I think, defied that and had a really good game right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that pretty much does it. I'm just actually looking through the top. I don't know, 30 players in our league. And some that stick out, like Anders Townsend was 25% owned. Um, that'll go up. Um, I'm sure someone's going to pick Don't up Jen, Jeff Hendrick, too. He's 8% owned, <laughs> but he might probably. <laughs> that probably is deserved. Yeah, well, it's interesting. I mean, he came from Burnley, so like maybe he's sick at attacking, but Sean Dyche was just like, never attack so we never we never knew who knows they don't practice they don't practice but now like finishing it all the offensive mastermind of steve bruce will really unlock his potential (laughs) yeah master class some other names that pop up here jack Uh, harrison 63 percent owned i mean you gotta take a hard look in the mirror if you don't have jack harrison in the league where he's not drafted (laughs) uh yeah i will say gabrielle he is owned in our league um 80 percent owned overall um, from mm-hmm. Gabriel, the Arsenal defender. Um, but I think if he was only drafted in our league, uh, people didn't know he was going to start either. Um, and it's probably just like projected season points that someone picked it, picked him up or whatever. Um, so if you don't have him, I'm sure you're well aware of him based on the week that he had. But um, he's definitely one to look at if he's not. I'm just trying to look at players too who... If you look at the ones, say, who aren't owned, and I'll look at the ones who are that might not be in other leagues. So, uh, like, Lamptey, yeah. again, we talked about. Lamp- that's a, that's uh, an actionable criminal offense if Lamptey isn't drafted in your league and you don't pick him up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's owned and he's 58% owned. I know. What the hell? And then um, <laughs> uh, Click also as a player I'd definitely pick up. He's 61% owned. I'd totally take a look at him. Yeah. He's ex- I don't see him scoring every week. Um, oh, no, but he, he had enough points but, without the goal. Yeah, and he should start every week too, so Yeah. Um let's see who Jorginho is one who's not owned, he's twenty eight percent owned, not owned in our league, and not someone I would recommend, even though he scored the penalty mm-hmm. and had an assist apparently, which I missed. Um yeah, I think uh who did they sign that's just gonna probably take his spot right away? Um I think Kovacic could play there. It's hard to say. I I just I'm too like too nervous at Chelsea. I, I think he's one of the first players that drops as soon as they like need a spot, sort of. So yeah, yeah I could see that. You could get him for a few weeks though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Until he is dropped. Yeah, I don't see any other sort of 
I'm surprised that Lucas Moore's 98% owned. I guess people are more um, positive about him playing than I am. Just remember the IX game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's enough for me, too. Yeah, Morris' spot is, like, one of the most, like, rotation-prone spots in Spurs, I think, who aren't, as you said, not typically a, a heavy rotation team. Right, but then Bergwijn is also 85% owned, and he's probably the most... I don't get why Bergwijn doesn't start. <laughs> oh, yeah, he should absolutely start. Um... Felipe Anderson, 77% owned. That's going to go down or should go down because he got subbed down like the last minute, I think. Um, so that's yeah, like a I don't fucking know what... mess. I would not want a ro- like a player who might not start for West Ham. So that'll that'll that goes, plummet. Yeah, that goes back to what I said where I just wouldn't want any of their players or anything or it would stay away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... He he might start next week. I mean, they definitely have to change stuff, and I think he should be starting. But I just wouldn't even want to own any West Ham anyway. So yeah. And then yeah, there's a lot of players who have a high percentage owned who haven't scored because a lot of teams didn't. Well, four four teams didn't play this weekend, and a lot of, you know United and City have a lot of players. So there's definitely it's sort of kind of fun because there's a lot that we learned this game week, but we still have a lot to look forward to next week with mm-hmm. with two more big teams coming in and Villa. <laughs> also coming in and who else yeah was it burnley oh seamus coleman isn't owned in our yeah burnley and villa and city and united of course coleman wasn't owned or in our league 21 percent owned and i thought he actually had a, a pretty solid game too so yeah he scored four, he scored 14 points with the clean sheet though so i wasn't like super impressed with that on our and our scoring yeah um, i think did he get subbed off he might have double check but um yeah or no he didn't he didn't so yeah i guess previewing next week's fixtures in case you're looking at you know who to play who to make waiver claims on things like that uh the first game of the week with of the weekend is everton and west brom um so we'll i I would expect everton to crack that open again like they did with spurs um yeah but honestly like i wouldn't be surprised if west brom test everton more than spurs did because we were pretty abysmal going forward um so that should be a fun one. I think Everton players are still going to be high on people's list, though. Um, so get them into your starting lineup. And then hopefully West Brom post a clean sheet and I look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> Leeds are going to play Fulham. I'm wicked excited for that game. I hope Jack Harrison just turns the horsepower up to 100 and just motors around and gets a hat trick. That would be sick. Yeah, even if you're like me, who's not as high on Leeds as other people, I think for sure they're worth picking up and a good fixture for Fulham. Any Any team against Fulham is good to have um attackers on for sure yeah and then i guess by the same mark like leeds's defense was definitely not solid against liverpool at all I, you know i don't think liverpool had a great game and they still were able to score four two penalties yeah. but they're, they're still creating they a had lot. they had 3.15 expected goals against leeds so yeah so i'd, uh, so I'd be ex- i'd be excited to get like metro into the lineup if i had him um so and then you know if he doesn't do well against leeds like you're probably gonna start thinking about get rid of them um mm-hmm. and then united have crystal palace so that'll be the debut for united definitely a big test for crystal palace but they're going to catch united on their first game of the year and crystal palace are coming of course off a win so might have a little bit of momentum coming into that um but they're going to need like a really good performance from their from their top players you know i'd expect towns under grass so that would definitely turn me off of picking them up off waivers um and like a player like zaha who scored this week i don't know he didn't have a great game other than that, so I'd be hesitant to play him against United if I had the, if I had the choice. Yeah, I feel like Zaha is one of the few players that 
I'm okay playing on Palace no matter who. Maybe the only one. Yeah, I had him last I, year, I and he think... just he was just a headache. I don't know, but he he definitely will get. Yeah, some he points. had a he had a bad year last year too. So hopefully he's better this year. But um, yeah, I still wouldn't be in a rush to get him if somehow he's not owned. But I, I'm sure he's owned. Yeah, he's a hundred percent owned. So. Mm-hmm. And then the last game on Saturday is Arsenal West Ham. I would expect them to pump West Ham. Um, yeah. Not that I want to see it, but I'm expecting it. Um, yeah, I think that's honestly without bias, fair expectation. Yeah, I don't know. I just I could see them pumping them. I kind of hope it happens. And West Ham, like I I could see them finishing last. Like I just hate David Moyes so much. And yeah, he was like I, dressed I, like a <laughs> freaking I don't even know like a like he was dressed like he was at a skateboard park for that game, and they just got <laughs> beat by New. Yeah, I mean the club the club just seems to have like no plan and. Like I was saying in the preview of the season, like the Mark Noble like tweeted out about the club selling Diangana and having no ambition and stuff. Um, but it's just crazy they have all these kind of expensive players on assuming big wages. Um, so it's it's crazy to me that they can be so bad um, and so unorganized. But yeah, and then they are. Uh, on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> there they are. I mean, maybe for long, not for long, but we'll see. Um, yeah. And then the first game on Sunday is Southampton and Tottenham. I would, I would. These are two teams that lost one nil on the first week, so. Dude, that could be should, an abysmal game to watch. It could be. I would, I would really hope that both teams like come out of the gates firing and like try to not yeah, be shit, but you they would, might be shit. You would hope they're both motivated to like win. Um, but yeah. They both seem like two of the more or two of the less inspired teams of this week. So right, so they they should both be getting whipped all week and come out of the gate on Sunday and wake my ass mm-hmm. up at seven a.m. Uh, hopefully, um, mm-hmm. and then moving on will be Newcastle and Brighton. This should be a great game if Brighton can play like they did again, like they did today. I'd expect them to win. Um, but Newcastle yeah. also are coming off a win. Like I, I'm definitely looking forward to this fixture. Yeah, I think Newcastle, the only advantage I'd give to them um, compared to Brighton playing Chelsea is that I think Newcastle could get a lot more, like, stuck in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea wasn't going in with any, like, hard tackles or anything. And we're gener- I think the announcer said it, too. It was, like, a very, like, well-mannered game uh, today with Brighton and Chelsea. Um, I wouldn't expect that of Newcastle as much. Uh, so we'll have to see how Brighton deal with it. But I agree that they should probably be winning. Yeah, they should look to based win. on based on today's game. Yeah, I will say like I I I think top half is in the in the the question in the uh, equation for them this year. Like if they play like they did today all, all year, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see if they can keep it up. Right. Um, then Chelsea will take on Liverpool uh, in the third game on Sunday. This is two teams that I think overperformed, well, underperformed and got over results uh, this weekend. So we'll see if one of them can pick it up. I thought, I don't know, I think it'll be a good well, game, but they both. Yeah, I, I think I, well, Liverpool's win was deserved based on stats, even though like all right, the stats game went. guy. I'm just, well, <laughs> I was yeah. just, I love Leeds, but yeah. Basically, okay. my po- my point is, I think that Liverpool should. Based on the Chelsea performance we saw today, I think Liverpool will actually win pretty comfortably as long as they can sort out 
uh, I guess, like, fatigue or, like, get sharper or whatever mm-hmm. um, so they don't make, like, some of the mistakes that allowed Leeds to get that many goals. Um, but, yeah, I don't expect the Chelsea's lineup to be too much different, I guess. So I think Liverpool should win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Yeah, I, I guess both teams probably deserve to win, but but also the teams they were playing also deserve to win. So they, they were both just good games. Um, yeah. And then the final game on Sunday is Leicester and Burnley. Uh, we have yet to see Burnley yet, of course, but Leicester should be looking to win this one. I think it probably could be a pretty good game if Burnley are going to come out of the gate good this year and sort of try to build off last year. Yeah, I don't really know what to expect from this game, actually. Um yeah, this is going like to I said, I think <laughs> this is going to fall into the Lester category of games where at, at halftime I probably decide to like move on with my day after 6 <laughs> hours of watching soccer. <laughs> but um yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from it. Uh, cuz I think Burnley will be hard for Leicester to break down because I think again Leicester played against a worse team in West Brom. Mm-hmm. Um and had two penalties. Um, but then Burnley don't have too much going forward, and they lost apparently a quality player in Jeff Hendricks. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, definitely a huge question mark for Burnley. And then Monday, the Monday games. There's two games on Monday. Um, Aston Villa play Sheffield United in, uh, I guess, a similar sort of thing for Aston Villa. We don't really know what to expect. Um, but I really, I thought Sheffield United was better today than the result I got. Um, so I'd expect them to be upset with that and come out and really test Villa early. Yeah, I think that'll be another one. We can't really say what will happen. Uh, Ollie Watkins will hopefully start. I drafted him late for you, on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, for Aston Villa, uh, teaming up with Grealish, hopefully. So, and he actually scored. I heard in a friendly with United. Um, and I think another friendly already, so um, he'll look to like open his his prem account or whatever, whatever this <laughs> shitty <laughs> the expression ter- <laughs> is. <laughs> Dude, are we on Sky Sports Did now? fucking use this. And yeah, and then the final game is gonna be a good one. It's Wolves and Man City. This should be a really really fun game. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I think Man City have a lot to prove this year, and. I don't know. After the way Liverpool played, like the doors open in my mind um, for them to come. Yeah, and, like, even it. if they're gonna make a lot of signings, they haven't yet. Other than really Ferran Torres, who, as far as I know, wouldn't be starting ahead of Sterling or Mares or Bernardo or whatever. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what that's like. I guess. Yeah, I'd love to see the Wolves' defense stay as stern as they were today. Um, and, and get 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 a good test for Man City. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think an upset's definitely possible. Um, I hear Aguero might be fit, and I ended up having to get Jesus pretty early because otherwise I was going to not have any City player. I don't have um, a City player, and I'm not upset about it at all. <laughs> well, that's because you're worried more about lineups than points <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude after yeah. i just don't want to have to stress about a lineup but i did take um Ziek over um mares in the second round so i hope that just comes and bites a big chunk out of my ass because i bet it will and 
if Mares <laughs> plays a lot, then I really mess that up. Um, I think right now Mares is preferred over Silva in the lineup, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they alternate every other game because yeah. And then I'm you... hoping that Aguero has to like work up to fitness still or something, so I can get a little bit out of Gab Jesus. But yeah, you might be able to juice him I for a little know. bit more, but. Yeah, but if you Google Mares, like, there's all these freaking transfer rumors, and, like, I don't know what to think, and so I just didn't want the headache. Went with Ziyech, who didn't mm. play also, so whatever. This week, at least. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long he's out, but I think he just had, like, a little knock or something. Yeah, hopefully. All right, well, I think that does it. That wraps up uh, our previews for next week, and uh, we'll be back in exactly a week to review it, and hopefully things change for me. Colin, you got the win this week, but... um. I got a tight loss. I got lost by two. So, pretty standard. Yeah. Sucked ass. I definitely, have, <laughs> I definitely have some concerns about my team, even though I won the week. I played against the lowest scoring team in the league So for the week. so I think I was like third highest and played second highest. So Actually, that might have changed yeah. with, with our adjustment to the scoring system. I might have played the best team. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm six, sixth highest points scored so just in top half in that sense but yeah mike if you're listening fuck you man <laughs> that really he ended up with the pain. second highest he did just okay. barely that's good. by like half a point <laughs> <laughs> yeah t- tough start but um I-, I i rage quit the group chat like two times or three times and uh <laughs> we'll be expecting a lot more of that this year but uh, wait, wait, <laughs> <can't> wait. Waiver, <laughs> waivers clear at 5 a.m. tomorrow, so you'll be seeing a lot of former players there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I got to figure out. It's, 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 it's overreact season. Here we go. Let's overreact. <laughs> All right. Well, One game week? Disaster. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm already losing sleep. All right. We'll be back next week. Uh, see you guys later. See you later. <laughs>